John Curley, Sherry Ellica Show, with the teeny tiny lady choosing the letter of the day. She's right over there. Teeny. Hello. Hello to you two, you sweet little potato chomping thing. Potato. There you go. Write to us at MyNorthwest.com. Weird? Yeah. Text as well, one 976 the state roofing text line coming on in the door. All right. I'm glad you and Sherry, you and uh, Tini have kind of uh, made amends. You seem to be on better spirits with one another. I appreciate that, Sherry. You're, you're the bigger, you're the bigger gal. I am. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Time to get it. Oh, the joy I had in my heart when I woke up this morning, I could go to SeaTac Airport and pick up my son dressed as a pumpkin. Surprise him at SeaTac, and then, oh, the fun of the carrying on the tradition of attacking my son either as a pumpkin or throwing him into a pumpkin patch. Dashed when I was following his plane on train um, flight tracker and saw that he was delayed. I was like, ugh. There is no joy. How did that? Was it that you couldn't go pick him up or what? What was the Well, I couldn't get there to pick him up and then get back here in time to do the show the uh oh. newstainment that we're known for so he uh ended up getting a car and getting himself here so too bad i have to find some other way to throw him in a box of pumpkins at some other time uh he needs a haircut let's see the uh washington state say their goal of moving people to all electric vehicles by 2035 is is a pie in the sky or b according to chris daniels over there como achievable sherry a or b it's C, which is, depends on who you ask. If you squint long enough looking through the sagebrush in this field, you can simultaneously see a new frontier amidst the Old West. Brandon Burgess if you want to pop your hood, sits on the edge of it as the owner of the old McBrides on State Highway 171. The business, however, was established on the spot in May 1941 now called affordable auto services we're one of the last full service gas stations around would you consider yourself like a mom and pops station yeah Yeah, i mean we're family owned family operated uh my wife works we got my son that works in there in the summer his family business in the heart of moses lake is facing a clock with a stated goal to phase out the sale of petroleum powered cars by 2035 the problem with electric cars is not that people won't buy them. It's we, we can't produce enough of them right now. Washington's Governor Jay Inslee has joined other states in publicly calling for a ban in 12 years, even though electric vehicle sales and infrastructure is lagging. According to state licensing data, there are nearly 63,000 registered electric vehicles in King County. Only three other counties have more than 7,000, with most counties only having a few hundred or 10. Oh, sorry, Chris Daniels. Just say, so it. So the governor's incorrect. It's not that we can't produce them fast enough. It's not. It's just that people aren't buying them. Just thought I'd point that out. All right. Ends of EVs and U.S. Department of Energy maps show a lack of charging stations east of the mountains in places like Moses Lake, which may be why a recent poll suggested a majority of Washingtonians do not want any sort of electrified mandate. Do you think it's truly attainable to phase out gasoline powered cars by 2035? Absolutely. It's not going to be easy. But I think it's possible. Rick Luby has a few reasons to be optimistic. I think about the smartphone. Can you imagine not owning a smartphone? 
the first iPhone just came out 15 years ago. And so I think that's the kind of transformation and that kind of acceleration of adoption that we can see with EVs as we improve the performance, as we alleviate charge anxiety. He's the CEO of Woodenville-based Group 14, which was recently awarded a $100 million federal grant to plant some seeds in that field and build a commercial-scale factory to produce powder for silicon batteries, capable, he says, of powering 200,000 EVs a year and faster than current models. It enables a completely different level of performance in the battery, 50% more energy density, which means 50% more range. You know, if you can charge your car in 5 or 10 minutes, maybe you don't even need that much range, so you get a smaller battery pack. Bing. All right. Thank you. Well done, Chris Daniels. Uh... So 10, so 23, 12, 12 years from now. Hmm. You sit there and you sort of, now you start to do the math and think, okay, will I be around? Will I be alive? Will I get an EV car? All questions that have to be answered. Let me just think about it for a bit. Can I have 10 minutes, please? (laughs) Yes, you can have 10 minutes. I, I don't know. I don't know. Can I have two more minutes? Go ahead, yes. Well, why don't you talk for a minute while I think, are you going to get one? I mean, I'm not against it. It's just, and remember, this is phasing out gasoline-powered car sales by 2035. So it doesn't mean that everyone's going to have to turn in their car. I take mm-hmm. issue with his analogy using the, the smartphone. A smartphone is a not nearly the investment that a car is and you rely on your smartphone quite a bit but it's not like you know you're it you rely on it to get to work to get to the grocery store to provide your family with what they need to survive i mean it's right. it's a completely different type of of product so yes will the technology improve and more people have the opportunity to buy these cars and will they maybe go down in price Probably over the next 15, 12, 15 years. Um, but certainly looking at it right now, as, as we see, there will have to be a lot of changes and a, a, a lot of infrastructure changes. You just don't uh, have it right now. I guess what I've, I have a problem with is that the government is going to mandate that you can't sell any more of the gasoline-powered cars. I just always have a problem when they remove a choice. That's all. When you remove the choice or you make the regulations so extreme that the person is forced into buying something that the government says you have to have that. It just I just naturally buck away from that. I imagine if it was, you know, 1906 and the government all of a sudden say, okay, horses are all outlawed. You can't have a horse anymore. You've got to get a car. Right, the force, the forced choice, um, which isn't even a choice. That's the thing that sort of bugs me. I get it, you know. Okay, the thing pollutes more, but just, just naturally, I just, I'm repelled by that. We're not going to sell those anymore, so you can't have them. It makes me want to drive my car around and burn even more gas. I and I see people over at the Warrior gas station in Cleveland. You know that one, Sherry. Um, oh, sure. And I'm in my pickup, my old 66 pickup, and some guy that's, you know, over at Tumble Creek, the fancy schmancy place, pulling up in his EV. And I know he's looking over at me, and I'm thinking, 
This thing's getting eight miles of the gallon. And I don't, you're running around on electric. You would need like 15 of your EV cars to replace this old pickup truck of mine. And I know I'm supposed to care more about the environment, all my kids and my grandkids, but I don't really know my grandkids. They're not even here yet. So I'm just a selfish guy driving around in a big old broken down Ford F100 1966. I don't know if it's selfish. I, yes. I think it's it's a, it's a it's practical right now. It's it's not going to be practical where you live necessarily to get an EV because unless you have the whole charging station available or mm-hmm. I mean it, it just doesn't fit your lifestyle right now. In 10 years it it might and as more and more manufacturers stop producing gas-powered cars, there may not be many choices left. Because if they find it more profitable and uh, regulations are such that they feel like they don't really want to continue with the gas-powered cars, we all may have forced, have to buy it. To yeah, sure. Yeah. You know? I mean, I, I don't I'm have a problem out. with it. I guess I'm holding out because I'm so upset that the, we found out EV cars are not going to have AM radios. That That was the thing. That's the hill I'm willing to die on. Save the AM radio. And now, as it turns out, Electric vehicles need the AM radio, says the former emergency officials. That's what they argue anyway, because it's the AM radio th- that is broadcast for emergencies, right? And then also on the highway heading up here to Clee Elm on I-90. I think it's 5.30 or 5.60 on the AM. And it's telling you about weather conditions or road conditions and things like that. Every once in a while I see the sign, I'm thinking, I wonder if there's more people listening to that than this show right now. It's, well, they Why don't you think about it for 10 minutes? Okay, I'm good. Um, they wrote a letter actually to Pete Buttigieg. These were some people that were uh, former FEMA officials, and they're saying mm-hmm. you can't eliminate the am radios from these cars because they are the linchpin of the infrastructure between the national public uh warning systems so uh, warning systems and alert you know allowing people to be able to be warned of certain things remember uh-huh. there are 75 am radio stations that cover 90 percent of the population yeah. so in the case of an emergency and other systems broke down, you would have to rely on an AM radio to get some of the information. They bring up an example where in Buffalo, during that horrible blizzard, there was a guy who uh, was a diabetic, I guess. He was stuck in his car. Uh, he was able to get through to an AM radio station. The AM radio station broadcast his location out there, mm-hmm. and he was rescued. So Did the also, su- signal... Were they taking requests as well? Can you play a little yeah. poco for me while I'm sitting in my car? Uh, yeah, they they played uh, thieves, thieves, tramps, and thieves, and then went looking for it. Poco, who's Poco? Or Dan Hill? Sometimes when we touch, um, <laughs> some of my favorite songs. Okay, from the seventies. Uh, so they have to find some way to keep these EVs, uh, keep the AM radio in the EV car. The EV car apparently as the battery is generating the energy to turn it does something to distort the signal so they have to find some way to sort of protect so that thing is not distorted as the am radio is picking up the airwaves that's basically the technical layout for it right yes and 47 million people still listen to am radio so Mm -hmm. it's 
it's it's definitely has an audience, but the electromagnetic noise in the EV propulsion system is what creates the interference. Um, right. And so all, they're saying it's it's not an impossible fix. It's just one that will cost money, and the car manufacturers don't want to do it. So Tesla's yeah. not doing it. Ford's not doing it. They're not putting AM radios in their cars. And I guess as as private companies, they don't have to be required to do that. Got it. Uh, I was not watching the Today Show, but apparently Savannah Guthrie, all of a sudden... It has been an interesting morning for right. us. As we said, Savannah left early. She wasn't feeling great, so she took a COVID test. It came back positive. So, of course, as soon as we found out, she rushed home to rest up. So, Savannah, we love you. Wishing you a speedy... Oh, luckily, you know? where you Chanel, well, Chanel was sitting between me and uh, where you Savannah. <laughs> okay, is, is it necessary to do that whole part of it? Does it... They have to say that she's not there anymore, that she's gone home, she got the COVID test, and she's left. Well, th- there's another thing going on with the Today Show. So Hoda Kotb has mm-hmm. been missing for about, I, I guess, over a week now, and no one is mm-hmm. saying why she's gone. And so I I think Savannah Guthrie did, like, the first news break, and then at 7.30, she went, she left. I don't know why. I mean, they get there probably at, what, 4.35 in the morning, why didn't they do the COVID test before they went on the air and just sent her home? Why did they wait until they went on the air to do the COVID test? Oh, she wasn't so then she- feeling well. No, to me, it just seems like, um, yeah, the, you know, she took a COVID test. She wasn't feeling well, took a COVID test. It was positive. So we sent her home. Why is that necessary to give those details? Is it because they're still pushing the whole COVID thing? You know, and as, well, they had to explain check? where she went. They had to tell everybody where she went because she had already done, I guess, a break or two. So for her all oh. of a sudden not to be there anymore, they had to explain it. I see. Well, they can't find Hoda. Is she in a car calling an AM radio station telling her at people where she is? <laughs> I, I, they, it's possible that she also has COVID, but she's been sending out some cryptic messages about hope and about dark clouds and other things. So they're not wow. saying where she is. Look at you. you. Are you really in, into the Today Show? I, I don't think I've watched the Today Show for five years. No, I just, you know, when you read one story, it links to a different story, and then you sort of oh, go okay. down that rabbit hole. Right. I, I was just, okay. I found out all about <laughs> there, it today. There was Hoda in the rabbit hole. <laughs> yeah. Got it. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I went on there. Um, uh, I interviewed Al Roker on the set of the Today Show. It was really kind of fun. And then um, Al Roker, I don't know how we got on the topic of, tattoos and i pulled down my pants and showed him my tattoo and then he wasn't his humor is a lot like robin williams humor like robin williams would tell like ten thousand jokes and three would hit he was like a machine gun you know mm-hmm. and it was the same sort of thing with al roker al al would fire it off many many rounds and maybe one or two actually landed and then he he can, he can get mean real fast yeah I, i'm telling you there's a there's a Maybe because he's short and he's really uh, angry about that. I don't know. But he is uh, strikes me as someone who has a side to him. So I was standing in the in where the camera is out front and I had a big sign saying I gave Whoopi's money away. This is after I won the. Did I ever mention I was on Hollywood Squares, Jacob? And he came over to me knowing that that would attract the sign. So he comes over and he goes, so you gave Whoopi's money away. What'd you, what, what do you mean you gave her money? I said, I won on Hollywood Squares. He goes, well, who are you? And I said, oh, I'm John Curley. I'm kind of a regional treasure. He goes, yeah, well, maybe somebody should bury you. 
Oh, you think it's that's, funny? No, it's pretty quick. I mean, that's that's pretty quick. It hurt. Come back with that. It hurt. Wait, is this when you were interviewing yeah, him or when Andrew he was interviewing down you? The day. Not a lot of love. I mentioned that I did. I was. I do balloon animals well, by the way, as a mime. No love from either one of them on that. And then I mentioned Al Roker taking a shot at me. Just, just, just sense that you guys. There's like a cabal going on. I feel like Savannah we, Guthrie right now or something. We, we don't. We're not. This. We just thought it was a funny joke. Mm, it no. wasn't against you. I just. Oh, I'd no. rather have Al Roker here. Yeah. No. That's that's true. <laughs> All right. Fine. See if I come back. Maybe I'll take a COVID test during the break. Here we go. The John Curley Sherry Elliker Show. Starring Sherry Elliker, Charles Durning, and the teeny tiny lady in the pickle jar. He's going to choose the letter of the day. She's sitting right over there. And Jacob, she's asleep. Teeny. Teeny. Jacob, Jacob, hit the can. Hit the thing. Hit it with that thing I gave you. Okay. Wow, yeah. I don't believe this. (laughs) Well, wake up. Sorry. I didn't think I needed a special stick specifically for that task, but... I'll use it if you give it to me. I made it. I made it. I looked. I found YouTube. I saw how to make one. Of those. <laughs> okay. Uh, can I show, throw a curveball? You Sherry? Did you see? We, are you prepared to talk about? Because I, I, we didn't get to it. I do love the story of Heinz and the ketchup boat guy. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the guy he's lost at sea, and the all he has to survive is Heinz ketchup, and he's able to consume enough of it, uh, ration it enough so that he's able to survive just on ketchup alone and now heinz wants to give him a lifetime supply of ketchup not only kidding um i think that'd be the worst thing (laughs) (laughs) last thing he ever wants to eat again ketchup yes they found they've they found they found him they know where he is and he has this whole story has he come forward to tell everybody what it was like I think he's already done that. I think what, what happened was he was fixing his boat. He had, I guess, kind of a rickety old boat and it was, um, it, it floated him out to sea. It's, it pulled, it pulled the vessel, pulled him out to sea. And, um, he tried to call for help, but he didn't have a signal. So mm-hmm. he spent 24 days on the boat with these ingredients, ketchup, mm-hmm. garlic powder, Maggie seasoning cubes. Now, kind of weird stuff to have on a boat. Like, are you making cocktail sauce? Are you, what are you doing with those particular ingredients? Right. But he survived. And finally, a container ship spotted him. He had, was able to write help on his boat and they spotted him, picked him up. He came back. It became a story. And then Heinz said, look, we'd love to give this guy a brand new boat with full navigational state of the art equipment. But they couldn't uh-huh. find him anywhere. They didn't know where he was. He was from Dominica. They searched. They en- enlisted the Navy. They did all kinds of things. They had hashtag find the ketchup boat guy. And I guess eventually, with the help of all these people, they did find him. His name is Elvis Francois. And mm-hmm. they are preparing now to present him with his boat. New boat. Lovely. And then he has yeah. to give a name on it. So anticipation would be good. Right? Um, huh? yes. No, 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 I'm just going back to the old references of the ketchup commercials. Uh, I'm trying to think of other ones, too. Um, isn't there a thing where if you, you're supposed to, if you take the ketchup bottle and you hit it on a certain letter of Heinz or something, that'll make the ketchup come out quicker. 
But that's going to be a really long name. I don't know how big the boat is, Sherry, but that's, that's <laughs> well, way too big. For the, well, I was thinking of, of like the letter, whatever that is, E or something. But yeah, anticipation would be good. Yeah, I did. You. Yeah, I guess I, I looked up the uh, s- famous slogans of Heinz, and one of them was the best The best things come to those who wait. That's kind of a yeah. too appropriate one. Yeah, that's, again, Jacob, you guys ever name a boat? Obviously not. <laughs> <laughs> Sherry having the instruction of where to hit the bottle on the letter and the thing. <laughs> You're just trying to tie off the bow line. Uh, the I would assume that the foods that were you mentioned that he had was because those are the things that were sort of left behind on the boat. Those are the things that stay, you know, spices and things. You can take the chips and the rest of the stuff off the boat and you leave those things behind. And how many days was he out there for? 24. Oof, God. Yeah, that um, and then I guess you start to look at how much ketchup you've got left, and I can't imagine I mean, he didn't have any water. He drank fresh rain, rain water. Oh, okay. All right. Do you think you could do that? Do you think you could survive twenty four <laughs> days out somewhere just by yourself? I couldn't survive twenty four days without cable TV. <laughs> no, I mm. could. I know. There's no way I could survive. I, I'm not. I'm not equipped for that. I just jump in and drown. It would be torturous. I mean, it just would. Wait, how far into the? How far into it would you like? Would you three hours in? Then you jump in and drown in a day. I was just wondering at what point you give up the ghost after like a couple of hours. I'd probably give it a day or two, but not not a whole lot more. I mean, do you want to waste away and die, or do you want to just okay? Let's. This is <laughs> a day. Well, okay. <laughs> maybe a like little bit longer. Four people on board, they're all in there. You know, listen, guys, I have, if we all, I have if we all stick sugar. together, I, I if we all stick together, we, well. we can do this. Yeah. We can do this. Listen, we just all have to be here for one another. And all of a we're Sherry. And she jumps off into the water <laughs> one day in. Yeah, I, I, don't, I, I don't think I could do it. I mean, how long would you? You'd be the, You'd be hanging on for dear life, sucking the last drip of ketchup oh, whatever, out of ketchup. the bottle. And I'd want to grow a really long beard like uh, Tom well, You wouldn't have a choice. Right, there's that. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's not like you'd have shaving equipment or not with a barber. Could you get the barber to come up here and help me yeah, out? I tell you, I survived the Christmas ships, that Seattle Christmas ship thing where you get on the boat and it goes around from like all around and plays Christmas music while you inhale tremendous amounts of diesel uh, exhaust, the Christmas ships. And I remember getting on it and I'm there talking to this person I, I think there's in the seattle times he might have been the the editor the owner of the seattle times and i said are you are you where are you going and he goes oh i'm i'm um I, i'm i'm good i i'm i'm gonna hop off here i was like well why why are you getting off in such a hurry oh i'm fine i'm fine have fun bye-bye bye-bye have fun bye-bye and i realized oh oh i see i see not so much fun once you get out there and it goes around and they play Christmas music and you go up to other ships and stuff. And then I just kept thinking, okay, how far from shore am I right now? And if I hit the water, could I make it before freezing to death there in Kirkland? Is, is it because you were bored or you were seasick or you just We took the kids. Feeling- it was really, they had these huge speakers that blare Christmas music. I like Christmas music as next as much as the next side. But we had the kids, and we got them in his little, like, carry cases, those little plastic, you know, 
thingamajiggers. You put your kid in, strap them in. So we got that, and then the the fuel, the fe- the diesel fuel, and the stink, and oh my god, oh. I mean, I maybe I maybe I maybe I was just on the wrong boat. But well, it, uh, I, it went on for quite some time. So over the weekend, a friend of mine visited me, and he asked me if I wanted to go with him on a um, a cruise to Norway. Now, I've always wanted to go to Norway. I've always wanted to go to Scandinavia, and it's this very exclusive tour. I mean, it's you know like. 600 people tops. It's all these private chefs and all these different things. And your room, your cabin is a pretty good size. It's like 500 square feet. Um, you have, a, you know, all this stuff. And I was really thinking about it. I thought, wow, I loved it. And then I thought, don't do it. You can't do it because this, I, I, I can't risk it. I mean, it's $11,000. Uh-huh. And it's, I, I get seasick. And, and what about, the fact that you're married to a man. <laughs> Hot take from Sherry going on a cruise with some other guy. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I'm not. I'm. I'm not his type. It, there's no concern there. And if if Trevor wanted to go, of course he would be, of course, welcome to go. Oh, that's more than no. welcome to come because you're married to him. Another hot take from Sherry. No, he's. It's not his thing. It's not something he really enjoys. No, it's not something he wanted to do. Of no, seeing his go. wife sail away with a man to Norway—that's his not, thing. He's not. He um, he's not interested in me. I mean, that's not that's not an issue. Another hot take from Sherry. <laughs> And I'm talking about Trevor when I say that. (laughs) (laughs) You and I are going to go on a cruise. We're going to do one of those, like, spend the week. I can't do it. I'm telling you. That's the third and final right there. No support for the balloon animals two hours ago. (laughs) It's not about you. No. No, 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 I I get sick. The two of us are going. No. The two of us said we're going to go on a cruise together. And then you went, ugh. No, not about you. I get sick. I was so sick. Alaska, Hawaii, the Bahamas. I've done it three times, and I've ruined every trip with everybody else on there because I was such a whiny baby. It's terrible. But sure, I'll go with you. Final hot take. Okay, fine. (laughs) Did you give her a hot take? We double hot takes her on that one, Andrew. A a, a hot take and a rim shot. (laughs) Package deal. Hot rim shot. (laughs) Tini is. Mm, she's giving me the no, not ready yet. She's doing the no, run it ready yet sign. Jacob, can you help her? Yeah. Okay, she doesn't chose letter day. Here goes. We'll let, we have don't the mailman know. come in. I know, but just pick one. Just pick one, anyone. I mean, no, no, pick the best one. Pick the best one. Right, here comes the mailman now. All right. Just don't pick anyone, right, Sherry? It's the letter of the day. Letter of the day, not any old letter. That's another segment. Right to your door. Have we counted up how many hot takes Sherry has had today? It's probably over 21. Don't feel pressure to have to keep saying things like that, Sherry. I don't want to pressure on you for that, okay? Okay. None felt. <laughs> we'll get to a letter of the day, but first take care of all the rest. Here we go. All right. William Tolliver, Erico 253, says one of the problems with judges, at least here in Pierce County, is they run unopposed. We need qualified attorneys, et cetera, to run against these liberal judges. 
907 says each case is to be judged on its own merits. So to compare the hammer case to this gun case, it's unfair. Uh, you should uh, pull the public records disclosure, disclosure to see Washington State Department of Corrections supplied in order to reduce the chance of recidivism of this individual. 206 says, how about the released person has to be housed in the personal residence of the judge or the defense attorney? Mm, that'd be a good movie, wouldn't it? That would not actually be a good plan. Okay. If it was a movie, Kevin Hart and who else? Who's the judge? Kevin Hart? Uh, Who's the criminal? Will Smith. Um, <laughs> okay. The criminal sure, you're giving this would, way too much thought. Woody Harrelson. <laughs> Woody, oh, Woody Harrelson. Okay, top of mind. Uh, Tooth Fairy, John, uh, and the 360 says, Would Teeny come visit me if I put a potato under my pillow? For a potato, would you, Teeny? Yes, for a potato. Yes, yes, she will. She'll come. Leave the door open. Uh, Fox Island G says, is there going to be tooth fairy dust on my pizza today? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Just, let's see. Disneyland Record, Hewitt Raymond uh, says, uh, yeah, I bet Andrew has a recording of that guy eating a whole bunch of Disneyland food in his repertoire. After eating a whole bunch of Disneyland food. <laughs> Has a... <laughs> oh, after that, that, yes. Thank you, Jacob. Uh, 206 says, have you checked out the price of eggs lately? You can forget about smashing eggs on your forehead unless you're planning on doing a massive omelet feed. If you do that, then maybe you could write off your record attempt. Uh, on the Today Show, Stu and Burbank says the scuttlebutt around the studio <laughs> of the Today Show is Hoda tested positive for having a 20-foot-long tapeworm in her intestine. They tried holding a cracker in front of her <laughs> mouth to lure it out, but it didn't work. <laughs> Electric vehicles. Jacob from the 253. Why? Let me say something. Is it- that letter is from like a week ago. <laughs> this, Stu threw that in there for that. And Sherry, do you want to apologize for spreading misinformation on the <laughs> yeah. radio about a tapeworm and a, and a cracker? Someone confirmed it and said it just has to be a Trisket. So I stand by my, my, uh, my right. story. Right. Okay. Uh, why does every time John talk about his truck, it gets older and older and older? <laughs> No, it's a 1966 Ford F-100. Also, maybe you do have different trucks. Maybe he's just thinking and he's not keeping your truck straight. Yeah. No, yeah. The other ones are, are younger. All right. Uh, teeny, teeny. And now it is time for the letter of the day. Wow. You can see it. It's kind of, it's all hot. And her fingers have been touching it, Sherry. So go ahead. And it's from our very own Sully. Oh, uh, No. Yes, Sherry is all hands, Nate is all thighs, John is all hair, Jacob is all stash, yours truly, Sully, and I am still all 05 Grant. (laughs) (laughs) It's going to be really fun, like on my last day or Sully's last day when I hand him that money, everybody's like, woo! (laughs) Yeah, yeah, it's happening. Your last day. No, seriously, everybody's all gathered around a big sheet uh-huh. cake, you know? Yeah, I'm sure I'm sure on your last day, <laughs> when you can no longer be held accountable, you'll pony up the dough. Yeah, that's, that's going to happen. She wrote. That's all she wrote. Didn't write no more. Didn't whoa, whoa, whoa. No Sherry, you know what that is? She left the gloom a hanging Let me guess. My front door. Hot take. 